Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 24 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast Premier video game podcast. We've got a lot of news for you tonight. Microsoft and Nintendo initially turned down Yakuza and may be now coming to their platforms. Elder Scrolls Legend may skip the PlayStation 4 due to their online uh, not playing friendly with other platforms issue. Uh, THQ Nordic has acquired the Time Splitters franchise and another franchise. We don't know what it is. Might be at the bottom of the press release. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Switch may be getting another port from the Wii U to go along with Mario Kart and Toad Treasure Tracker and Donkey Kong. There's been 3 million PlayStation VR sold. Uh, Ghost Light Games is going to be bringing some more games to the Switch. Diablo 3 is coming to Switch and Spiral Trilogy has been delayed. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Was that was that all right? Can that we roll perfect. with that? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, it sounded good. I was like, hey, let's just wing it. It's a minute-long intro. <laughs> it's a lot of news this week. A lot of news and not a lot of no-fodcasters. It's <laughs> uh, it's myself, Richard Bergman, and Cesar Concepcion tonight. Welcome, Cesar. Hey, what's up? It's just us. Yeah. It's a dialogue no-fodcast. <laughs> we had one of these when we were practicing, though. Like, yeah. when we were just, before we started publishing our episodes. It sounds like a, one of those Key and Peele's intimate confessions. <laughs> <laughs> just the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> No song, no singing this time. <laughs> we do have a lot of news to go over, so that'll be some fun stuff. Yeah. We're missing uh, Michael and Russell this week. They're away on separate uh, work-related ventures. Yeah. It sucks when you got to work on the weekends. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but here we are burning it up on a Friday night recording <laughs> a podcast, so maybe they've got it figured out. I don't know. It seems like they're driving, so I think we're winning. Right. We're not driving, and the weather's bad. Yes. All right, we got a lot of news to go over, but first, uh, games we've been playing. You want to get started? Or you want me to rock and roll? No, I can get started. Shoot. So we know we're uh, continuing my year tells. Um, I, somehow it started in like half the year. I'm looking to see. I don't think uh, it. I think it started when we started recording. So when we started publishing, I think you were starting to jump into some tales games. <sighs> it feels like I started like half this year, and I got a lot of my plate to get it done before what, the end of the year. <laughs> what kicked off the year tales? <laughs> um, I think. Just me getting back into Tales of Viseria. Yeah. Because uh, that game did start out very slowly for me. And I finally hit, hit over that hump and I'm really into the story. And I think after watching the Vesperia Definitive Edition coming out. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, so, that big announcement. Mm-hmm. With the, yeah. And then they, they came out and they announced that they are working on the ne- uh, the next Tales game outside of this. Um, I don't know. I guess I fired it up for me because I, I kind of went a little bit overboard and started buying the Japanese PS2 games, which I have no way of playing, but... <laughs> Hey, I tried. I have a thing that I think will launch them, and you brought a PS1 I, game. And I brought a uh, Tales of Fandom PS1 game, what which I've never heard Tales of. Tales of Fandom. <laughs> I don't know. I thought we were going to find out tonight, but it's not fucking playable. <laughs> we still need to try it. We'll hook it up after this well, and just see what it does. I'm, I'm so bad in my kick that um, there is a Mod 3 PlayStation going on eBay, and I'm thinking about buying that so I can buy one of those Etsy copies of Tales of Fantasia translated uh, so I can play the proper version of Tales of Fantasia. Then so. we'll be in that wormhole of, no, nah, then we can do Police Knots. Yeah. Jump. I'm thinking about it because <laughs> so it's, not, it's, not super, it's not super expensive. I'm thinking about it. How much yeah. are they? Like 50, 60 bucks. That's it? Yeah. And it just lets unless, you play. They said there's a way you can do it unless you um, you have one of the, if you have the older style PlayStations that mm-hmm. has the, the Game Shark port, the serial port in the yes. back. You can actually flash a Game Shark to play import games. Really? I didn't know you could do that because I, I had a Game Shark and everything, but. Just import games or import slash it, backups it, of games we've already it, legally purchased? It, it, According to Etsy, <laughs> they said you would need either a Mod 3 PlayStation okay. or the Game Shark, a game shark that's flashed. So uh, I guess you can play. What makes it a Mod 3? Have you looked at that? Is it just, um, this, it's just like a, the stealth chip that's in there? It something? is a, t- a chip that is soldered on the motherboard. I kind of want to know now. 
I think that was the proper terminology they gave to me on the Etsy because I was like, oh, I kind of want to play this and not in English. Or I can do it the right way and learn Japanese. But the, So it's, it's on a PS1? Yeah. Yeah, it's a port of the Super Nintendo 1. Hmm. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out how deep I want to go because I, there's something with me and Tales games and sequels because I've never played Zillia 2 and I never played Symphonia. Then, was it Dawn of the New World? I'm, I don't know. What's Symphonia 2? The Wii one? Yeah. So yeah. I've never played the sequels. I may get the, I may get to them this year. I, I don't know. I've been... Now I'm jumping in this Final Fantasy train now, but it's just the year of the JRPG for you. I'm just in a fucking JRPG. Because uh, you were showing me a game in pre-production that I downloaded the, the demo for. What was that uh, Alliance Alive yep. for 3DS? Mm-hmm. That looked really good. I gotta play that too. I'm, I'm all on this JRPG kick. I haven't been haven't been in a JRPG kick like this since the original PlayStation, probably. Really? I, I beat a lot of JRPGs in the original PlayStation. I fell off in PS2 and PS3. I mean, I only beat them occasionally. I, I played a lot of them, but. I think I exclusively played RPGs in the PlayStation era. But now you're catching up on them. I would say this is a golden era, but you're just you're playing a lot of old school yeah. stuff and yeah. import things. We're still gonna break out that free McBoot and see if it'll boot that uh, PS1 game. Tells the fandom. I just want to know. It looks like fucking bubble bobble on that shit. What was? I don't it? know what's happening. <laughs> it almost looked like uh, you remember the PS1 memory card thing? How you'd move those blocks yeah. around? It looked like that almost. That seems like we're just gonna get disappointed. It's you're just gonna here. customize a PS1 memory I- save. I'll be like, oh, that was fun, and I'll just put it back in the case and never play it again. <laughs> okay. well, it's like a ta- Tails tic-tac-toe. We're trying to we're well, trying to figure out what the what the rules of the game are. We, yeah, we, but we can't read Japanese, so we don't know what the fuck's happening. We need a translator. We just need to, you know, we just need to do it the right way. That way we can fucking play a affordable version of Panzer Dragoon Saga, or at least <laughs> I can play a affordable version of Panzer, Panzer Dragoon Saga. We have one to play. We just got to play it. Uh, I want to play a affordable version of Panzer Dragoon Saga. <laughs> There is no such thing. One must finance a copy of Dragon <laughs> Saga. Finance like you finance a car. Over 36-month installment payments. Yeah. <laughs> it was no interest for 12 months. So, mm, I mean, if I were to do that... Over time, $100. If I were to do that, it would probably be what, like 36 a month for a year. Sounds about right. I'm done with mine, so I'm good. <laughs> it's out. It's off the books. All right, what have you? What other Tales games have you played other well, than t- bringing Tales of Fandom over and us trying to figure out what kind of Tales game it is? Um, outside of that, I've, I put some more hours in Tales of Biseria. Um I'm just going to kind of lump them all together, Symphony HD, and then um, I started picking up Hearts R again. Um, and it's what's good about it is uh, I'm going slowly through the story. All of them, These three all have great characterization. They show uh, great character growth. So I'm enjoying the story so far in that one. I'll go more over into them as I complete them. But outside of that, I can talk about the battle systems. And um, Basarian and Hearts are very much mimic each other, where you get a full 3D realm, where you can run around the map and mm-hmm. attack anywhere you want. Um, and uh, Symphonia doesn't have that. It has what I call like a curve system. where they This is the first time they ever did where they didn't went from a 2D plane. Where you, when, in the original Tales games, it's 2D. So outside of uh, Rebirth on PS2, which we didn't get, where she can do 3D. I guess call it three lanes. You can move mm-hmm. three lanes. So this one you can kind of like curve around people and it's sort of 3D. It's not fully 3D. You can't move around the whole map but you can kind of move around different enemies and, and you're, not, you're not stuck to this one enemy like you were in the original Tales of Destiny where you ran up to somebody you just got to beat what's in front of you and then go into the next person. Okay. This one you can kind of go behind people and then go into the next person but it doesn't give you full 3D control movement. So um, A little more choice but not fully, not as open as like Abyss would right. be. And so it's, it's kind of, and that's the only thing about playing all these games at once, because it's kind of weird that you get 
full movement on the hearts and Berseria. Then you go to Symphonia, and I'm like, I, I can't fucking move around. And then, <laughs> would you recommend someone else play like this? <laughs> do not play Five Tales games. Do not at one play time? Five Tales games at once because I don't know why I'm doing this to myself. You figure I would just do one at a time, but cruel I, and unusual. I'm, I'm in the fucking kick right now. So I mean, <laughs> that's all I really have to update on it right now. So um, I'm just going through uh, grinding, um, leveling up, and just going through battles. You also said you're on a Final Fantasy kick, and you you got Final Fantasy 13 on your list. Yes. So what, uh, what made you fire that back up? So shout out to uh, Dark Pixel Gaming. I've been watching their retrospective on Final Fantasy games, and uh, I did want to go pick up Thirteen again. I know it's not the one that's most loved by people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I there's I'm on this kick right now with JRPGs, especially ones that I've beaten because I'm playing stuff that are new to me, and I'm playing stuff that I've played before, and I have a different perspective on how I see things, and I just wanted to see if everything kind of holds up the way I originally perceived it. Right. So, I mean, there's different things. I look at the, the way I look at the world now than I did at those times I played it. And I've had that same feeling mm-hmm. playing Final Fantasy X where when I was younger, I was like, what is happening? This yeah. is just ridiculous. And now I'm like, okay. And I, I'm seeing it through a different lens. And Same thing happened to me when I played Seven again on PS4. I, I saw some of the themes differently than I did on play. I mean, I remember playing and I remember enjoying it and I remember got a gist of the story, but right, it's kind of experiencing new it again versus just kind of going through like, oh, I remember this. I'm going to just kind of just blank slate it. Open the eyes again, try to absorb and get everything that's new. Mm-hmm. So I only put maybe about three hours. I, I am playing it on PS3, and that oh God, the game's fucking gorgeous. It still looks good. It still looks good. It still looks good. <laughs> and see, this is my biggest gripe, and the reason why I was gonna do your method, and I have it on 360, and just wait to hope that they just fucking um, mm-hmm. backwards compatible it. Because Xbox has been great this generation about you know preserving these past physical. Well, they're releasing digital right. copies of them too of these games that we already own. But my, my biggest gripe, and I don't know if it's because I'm playing on the One X, is a lot of these games are like 720p, 1080p, and the way it upscales it, it just, there's certain games that look so fucking blurry to me. Really? Like, if I put 13 on um, a native PS3 on a TV, it looks fucking crisp. I don't think I would get it that crisp. It seems like I'll get a slight blur, and I don't think it's because of the console. I, just, I think it's just because of the lower resolution and it upconverts. It could be just my One X. You think the upconverter's just throwing it off? It could be. Because I'm wondering if I just played on the center 1080p with just a standard xbox i i wonder if it looked better it just seems it doesn't seem as clean what have you seen recently that got washed out like that um a lot of the ubisoft games like the time splitter ones they just yeah. it just looks like i'm playing a ps2 game it just feels like it it's like it feels like uh, i know it's not a ps2 game i know it doesn't play like it but it's like it, i gotta squint my eyes just to make sure it was like a ps3 360 game if i pop the game in 360 it, yeah it looks better. I noticed that with yeah. Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia had some weird looking movements where I was like, mm-hmm. something's up with that. Yeah, but even then, I, the 360 was a weird console to begin with because remember the PS3 was the first one that did native 1080p. Mm-hmm. 360 uh, upconverted to 1080p. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people uh, gave me shit on that, but I was like, I think that was a 720p console. It just had software upconversions to do 1080i and 1080p. Right, and especially so, once HDMI adoption picked up and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So a lot of that stuff was not native. And you can tell that, too, when they made the, developed it for both for PS3 and 360. There's a lot of games on that PS3 console. That even though it was 1080p native, a lot of those games were 720p, and it's because of the 360 version. Yeah. So And three and PS3 didn't upconvert, so I think theirs was native. So Remember, one of the games that you and I bought the Xbox One for was uh, Gears of War Ultimate. Mm-hmm. And part of what they were campaigning and part of their marketing pitch was, hey, this is native 1080p. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, what were we playing on 360? That was, you know, my TV said it was 1080p. Yeah. But that's the difference between that native resolution. And, and that, 
and that's what that last generation, it looks like it was a stepping stone in HD. I mean, I know right. we give it a lot of shit that they were recreating 3D gameplay that was already established in PS1, the PS2, and GameCube, and vice versa. And it's like, it was a weird generation. Because like, now we're kind of got the perfected HD, and there's a lot of games that come out now that look they they look great. Yeah. I mean, even though that some they're not clean, they're not as detailed, but some of them look good. So I feel like HD was as big of a jump as like eight bit and sixteen bit, mm-hmm. or you ha- or eight bit and three D. So you had eight bit, then you had sixteen bit, which was like a great refined version of those eight bit right. style games and graphics. You had uh you know PlayStation One and PlayStation Two. It was learning three D. It was kind of rough. It was not so great around the edges. And then you had the PS Two, GameCube, Xbox generation that really rounded out those three mm-hmm. D. Those are great 3D experiences that still hold up in some ways better than the N64 and PS1 generations, unless they were done right or they're 2D and they're timeless anyways, yeah. that kind of thing. But then you have the HG, the HD generation, and I think like this one is, is much more of a refinement of that. Yeah. But you can also throw online in there. Like Online has, has seen this next generation jump. Yeah. You can include that in there, but I definitely know what you mean as far as that, the generation jump on that. And it's going to get weirder from this point on because this next generation is going to get way weirder. Because I'm at this point, that's why a lot of people talk about The Last of Us Two being a PS5 game. I don't, I don't see that at this point. I see it being a PS4 game, and it plays differently on PS5. Kind of like people are thinking yep. the same thing for Death Stranding. Yeah, you just you get the patches and. And you're like, oh, this is like looking at a completely different game. But I mean, it's because the hardware is staying the the same. You're not getting, you're getting a huge jump in hardware, but I, I, it's not a big difference. You can you can, you can send what you need to send to make a difference in the next console. You don't have to worry about backwards compatibility anymore. Just get rid of that whole spill. So right, make it I think that'll be box. great, and that'll leave yeah. it that'll leave it open for a lot of people. You know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago the rumors of the the Xbox One or the the Xbox successor, the Scarlet, Scarlet, what their yeah. code name stuff is. You know, like a super inexpensive one that just streams. Yeah. So you're already cutting down this barrier of entry for people who may not necessarily want to upgrade to a 4K TV or don't need that latest, greatest powerhouse to push that. They can still experience the same game day one instead of knowing, you know, hey, I'm getting this super downgraded thing. It's not going to be worth playing, that kind of stuff. And and I got a lot of people in my job that that look forward to that because there's there's a couple of people that, you know, and you know how it is. They're married. They have kids. They just don't have time to play games anymore. Right. If it's on their phone, no problem. And there's a lot of people in my job like, hey, they haven't gotten this generation of console, but they heard that about the Scarlet. And they're like, hey, if I can play it on my phone. Right. They said, that's what I have on me all the time. I said, I'll do it. And that's what get them back. He says, whatever free time he's got is with, you know, with their kids. So it's like he doesn't have time to play games like he used to. So. I found that with uh, JRPGs too. That I think that's why I'm enjoying Final Fantasy X on Vita so much is that it's portable. I can take it for lunch breaks yeah. and things like that. Because if I were to have to plop down in front of a TV and commit this time to it, I just don't have that either. No, yes, yeah. it's, it's just it the would, way it is. Unfortunately, it would have got taken over by somebody else, right? Yep. <laughs> Turn that off. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for some home shopping network. Oh God, no! <laughs> I, I dare nay, nay say nothing bad. Nay, nay, I tell you. Um, and which brings me, so I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll touch a little bit more on 13. Um, it, I'm going through it. Uh, the story is about the same as I remember it. They kind of start with this part where you're breaking out this train and they introduce lightning character. And, and I remember that. And said, I think it was, it was that name of the character? It's size. Yeah. With the chocobo in his hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm just kind of at that him. point now where you just, you're just moving along and trying to escape after the train crash. Um, you remember that it was an E3 or a Square Enix show or something where they did that trailer with mm-hmm. her on the train, and you're just like, "How is this possible? How is this a thing?" But you were telling me in pre-production it started off as a PS2 game. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, it was a PS2 game, and they... Uh, it's crazy. They and that was a and shout out to Dark Pixel. Like I said earlier, they go into details about that, and they and he, uh, the gentleman that runs that channel goes into details of how they went from PS2, um, how it got pushed back for so long because they changed the engine, then they had to refine the engine because the character movements were off, and that's why the game came out so late, like three years after the announcement, I think. Yeah. Even after announcement of what versus thirteen, which came out as fifteen. That came out as fifteen, <laughs> and it's still coming out. They're still releasing updates yeah, for it. Yeah, I mean. I'm hoping, I'm hoping they'll come out with 16 at some point. But I guess at this point, it seems like Square is going to keep a lot of stuff close to their chest now. They're not going to... Yeah. They, they already shot themselves in the foot with the 7 remake. So. Yep. They got way far out... Too far out ahead mm-hmm. of things. And it seems like they had a lot of it done by CyberConnect, and then they scrapped it all because it wasn't what they wanted to go with and decided to do it internally, so... I think that one might be a cross-generation one as well. Yeah, I think this generation where a lot of people are giving shit about, like, it's coming on the next console, I don't think it matters. I think it, it'll come out on PS4 and it'll come out on PS5 and whatever the difference is, it'll be on there. But I'm sure some people will bitch because we'll get some true PS5 games and mm-hmm. how they utilize the system and, and we'll just have these weird cross-generational games that just are in the middle that nobody would know how to think of. So, But that's neither here or there and we're not side years into the future. So I'm trying to know. make a point on that. I think there's a good discussion as far as that goes. Because you're hooking up a PS3 and playing PS3 games and mm-hmm. not having any issues and enjoying. Yeah. And you're enjoying the the moments of it. And we had a LAN party last weekend here with uh, Halo 1 and Halo 2. Nobody was griping about graphics yeah. or, or anything like that. And most people were playing in 480i. <laughs> well, and that's, that's, that's my complaint because I know a lot of... No, a lot of people complain about, you know, some of these games are not age well, even in the PlayStation 1 games. But, you know, yeah. I know what I'm getting into. I, um, the problem is you, we're getting a lot of people new into gaming that that seems like they don't know what they're getting into. And that's what my biggest concern, even with Shinmu 1 and Shinmu 2. There's a... I played those uh, those games back in the day, and they're great, and I, I probably still love them now. But, I mean, if you, you have somebody who plays those type of adventure-type games and played what has come out recently and then go back to that game, unless they know what they're getting into, it seems like they're going to be like, what the fuck is this? Right. Yeah, what, what are Q... This whole thing's QTEs, or well, why am I doing this, or... I'm so tired so, of this. Yeah, that's my biggest Games fear. Games are supposed to be getting past this, and this was like revolutionary right. when this game came out. And I've seen a lot of people in forums are very cautiously telling people, like, hey, don't. I know a lot of people are hyping this up. They want to see 3 because they want to see the story finish. Right. But be cautious jumping into this game because it, you know, it may not be for you. You know, you're going to you're gonna have to be patient with it. It's, it's kind of, it's going to be a little bit archaic, so. Because we bought these games when, when they were new. Right. We're just excited to experience them again right. on, on, well, we still have these consoles hooked up, but you know, more modern consoles that are uh, what's the better, what's the best term? A, a playable console. I mean, something we can play in more readily right. playable, more more user friendly as far as save states and, right. and controllers and and things like that. Not having to hook up a Dreamcast with VGA box and all these kind right. of things. Right, and it doesn't look good on your 4K TV, and I mean, for obvious reasons. And so compatibility, right. I guess, is a better. Yeah, that's a good term, and. Um, it's we had, there's a whole another generation of gamer that's come out since they were mm-hmm. new for us. So it's been what sixteen years, seventeen years since Shinmu Two came out. That seems about right. Like so those people, one, yeah. those those people that were born that year that it came out and probably weren't playing it right. then, they can drive now. So that's a whole another era of they missed out on this and and they've gotten all the advancements since then. So they grew up on Assassin's Creeds and right. Call of Duties and they only know HD and connected and. QTEs have burned out through their generation, right. so they're, they're, it's going to be something that, you know, it, why, why it, is this in here? Yeah, and they, well, they said it, this game's great. What was crazy is that QTE started around that generation, so mm-hmm. I mean, Shimmy was one of the ones that kind of started that trend, so yeah. 
which was fine at the time because it was different for us. So it wasn't that and it was more interactive. But, uh, you know, hopefully a lot of people will temper their expectations because I, I, I think a lot of people enjoy that game and, and will enjoy it for what it's worth. But I, I will see a good bit of people will probably be disappointed in it. That soccer ball still gets me in the beginning. <laughs> it always hits me in the head. I don't think you never get that shit. <laughs> you always get clocked too? Yeah, yeah. I forget that it's happening. I think it's in the middle of a cutscene. So I've yeah. like set the controller down. I'm watching the story. Do, 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 do. It gets hit in the head. Oh, Michael's shit, man. probably screaming at the at the recording right now. Oh no, I'm sure he's fine with that. He knows right where it's at. Okay. <laughs> you bitch. Hit A. <laughs> All right. What else you Not got this on your time. list? What else you got on your list? Um, sir? and that brings me back to um the blurriness. So uh, Epic Mickey was free on Games with Gold, and I I've never played any of the Epic Mickey games. Uh, I, the first one was on Wii. This right. one was on. This one was on everything, wasn't it? Right. It didn't sell Wii U, well on 360. Wii. I think they decided. Was it on Wii U also? Epic Mickey 2? Yeah. I want to say it was. It seems like it was, right? It was on everything. Um, I'll look it up while you give impressions. This one, it didn't seem like it sold well. And I know Disney was in a weird place at this point where they were trying to get these games to take off. And I don't think it was taken off the way they wanted to. So they, they decided to port this over, not port it over, but release it on multiple consoles. Yeah. And it, it plays fine. It plays like... Um, uh, it plays like a fucking Wii game. Um, it, it, the third, you use the second analog stick just to aim on this uh, reticle on the screen. So you can use your paint and your thinner to interact with the world. So, I mean, it's... Yeah, it did come out on Wii U. 360 It did not come out on Wii, wow. Wii U and Vita. <laughs> Everything but the Wii. That's bizarre. Because the first one was huge hyped for Wii. Yeah. Wait a uh, minute. No, no, no. It did come out for Wii. Okay, that makes sense. I yep. was like, that's weird if it didn't. Because I was like, this seems like a Wii game. It just got a kind of a HD upgrade. PS3, Wii, 360, yeah. Wii U, Vita, and Windows. And so, my only complaints, I never played the first one. I bought it. Um, I was probably burned out the Wii by the time it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in that era where everybody was tired of the waggle. and I, I enjoyed it when it first came out because it was different, but it, it, the novelty wore off quickly, especially with the bullshit games that came out with the shovelware. It, there was nothing that really pushed that uh, ability forward for me. So, I mean, they finally came up with the, uh, what the, the Motion Plus, which made it a little bit better, but nothing you really utilized it, so... And the sales, of, according to Wikipedia, the sales of this game killed Junction Point Studios. Mm-hmm. They had an Epic Mickey 3 planned. Uh, it was also one of the very last games to be published by Disney Interactive Studios before it closed in May 2016. Yeah, that's when Disney went through right and closed everybody. Right yeah. at the end of all the Disney games, yeah, Avalanche and all them. Yeah, I think because they, they were all in. They gave it a whirl. They tried. Yeah. And after that, that point, they just licensed out their uh, IPs. They felt it was more profitable to do that versus to do uh, in-game development. So they may feel differently once everything goes more streaming-based. So, But outside of that... It, it um it plays very much like a Wii game. So you use that reticle and you do the paint and the thinner and interact mm-hmm. with the world, the saw puzzles. Uh, you start out in the beginning where you, you play for whatever reason. Mickey's got to go back to this previous world, and that that's my biggest gripe with the game is that I I haven't played the first one and it kind of glosses over what happened in the first one. Other than this villain happened, they saved the world. It it just it doesn't. I don't feel invested in the game. I think it just feels like when for me when I played the second one, not playing the first one. It's like I'm missing something, and right. it just doesn't feel right. I'm playing through it. I just don't have no motivation to play through it. Maybe you could go through and read a synopsis or uh, watch I mean, it like could a, probably a Let's Play that. or something like that. On, you could find that and knock it out real quick. But see, I don't like Let's Plays. I, for me, I would yeah. probably just pull out a Wii and just fucking play it myself. I can't yeah. watch. It's hard to watch Let's Plays, too. Yeah. 
Because that's like I could at that point I might as well be fucking playing the game. Right. Some people love it, and no judgment on that. That's great. Uh, right. If you that, that's your thing, that's cool. I understand you don't have time, and some people can watch a let's play on some people their lunch use break. It as a, they use it as a cost saving yeah. measure too. Mm-hmm. They I'm don't like, have that. I'm not yeah. gonna buy that. I'll just watch somebody be. Or I got rid of that console. I'm not gonna buy it again. Yeah. yeah. So or I'm not gonna take the time to do what I need to do to get this done. I understand it, and I, I respect it. The misses played the first one back in the day on Wii. Yeah. And it had a, uh, you know, the sunshine, like clean up the ink mm-hmm. type. Yeah, the paint, the thinner yeah. type stuff, yeah. Yep. It had a little element of that and a little bit of uh, Luigi's Mansion that you and I played years ago. Mm-hmm. Where it's, you know, having to go through and, and clean up certain areas and yeah. stuff like that. So, I mean, outside of that, I mean, I, I think that's what's... I played maybe two hours into it, and I, I kind of went around the hub, the main world, and it, you get, the world's in peril, you got to go save this, and the, the, the villain from the first game is now trying to be a good guy, and... He sings everything. I don't know. I just don't feel invested in it. Is it Oswald? No. Oswald, Oswald is an established good guy. But apparently, yeah. there was somebody controlling Oswald in the first game. So okay. that guy's trying to be a good guy. Oh, they were trying to spin Oswald as the uh, villain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was getting used. So I got to the point where I got to uh, animatronic. <laughs> Oswald the used rabbit. <laughs> oh. I got to the animatronic Goofy, and I was like, I'm done. <laughs> So are there? I think in the first one there were worlds you go to, kind of like a Kingdom Hearts type thing. Is that how this one breaks this down? This one, it, like the worlds are separating, you got to go and reconnect them all. It's similar. I don't know. I, I don't think I give it enough in there to get a good idea of it. I just don't know if I'll keep going with it unless I beat the first one. It just seems like I'm missing something to enjoy this game. Um, and I would read a synopsis. I don't know that it's it's worth playing through. It is one of those... I would say it's one of those defining Wii games because mm-hmm. it's one of those experiences you could only get on that console. Yeah, I would think that would be one one way to look at it. But in my argument about the blurry graphics, this game is very blurry for me. This is one of them too. It doesn't it doesn't look as clean, and I, I'm not blaming the Xbox. It is what it is, and that's the resolution it came at, and it just looks like I got a, a little bit of Vaseline on my screen, just a little bit, like 64 ever, style. Try to get that off of just a little bit. I don't think it's 64 is bad. <laughs> 64 is bad. Um, outside of that, uh, I did pick up Warrior War Gold, and I'm, I, I'm. You talked about that last week. Yeah, I, I sat there today, and I was like, eh. Uh, I, I played. Um, I think all I had left was just the touch base games, and I, I knocked out a couple more of them today. I'm at the final. I also downloaded that demo, but I yeah. haven't given it a shot yet. So, uh, yeah. Outside of that. I've just been going through the touch-based games. I think I'm on the last guy. I don't know if that game's going to open up anymore. I know if you go into the mini games, there's a lot that I have not played. So I'm not sure how to unlock those, but I'll figure it out as it goes. I'm not in any uh, urgency to get that finished. I've just been enjoying it. You said you beat the story mode. What is the post-game? Um, that's what I'm actually getting to right now. So I'm at the final character in the touch that's supposed to unlock the post game and they're just many okay you'll find Mm -hmm. out next yeah i mean there's nothing really the story's just wario needs money and he opens up a contest to play mini games to win money but he's collecting all the entry fees so i mean that's pretty much all it is he doesn't think anybody will win the mini game so that's a wario ass yeah yeah i don't know what this guy does with his money so they said there's a lot of like voice dialogue and stuff. You the you dialogues, a lot? a lot of them are hit or, is hit or miss. Or some of them that are really good. There's one where there's like a old ninja, and then one I just did was an old ninja and his training in there, and mm-hmm. that's pretty good. They got a good chemistry. 
What do you do in that one? What's the concept? Uh, that one, they wanted to go training, so he took his uh, disciple to an amusement park. And he's like, why are we at the amusement park? And then they're talking about, like, there's a log that just falls off a waterfall, and there's a roller coaster that goes 100 miles per hour. I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> this is actual training. I should have believed in you, Master. It's so random. <laughs> yeah. It's just all over the place. And there's some that are just, okay. Like the um, Nine Volts brother, I think when they call him, 18 Volt, maybe? His mom's called 5 that would, Volt. That would be fitting. So 18 Volt, just for some reason, is a rapper. And then he's in the fourth grade, but it looks like he's 27. So there's some stuff that I looked at and I was like, eh, what's going on? WarioWare, yeah. it's out there. Yeah, but that fits in the theme. I saw on my 3DS earlier, we got one of those as an ambassador title. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if that would be worth a try. That would be the I've never w- played a War. I think I've I've never played. I may have like seen a level or mm-hmm. two or tried a demo, but I've never played a WarioWare game. So the Ambassador 1 and the Game Boy Advance is the OG one. Mm-hmm. That's the one I got into, WarioWare. So I love WarioWare games. I, I skipped out on the ones on the GameCube. I have them. I have right. the GameCube one. I have the Wii one. I just skipped out on the main console ones for the reason. I have the game, oh, the Wii U one. I've always felt that they worked better as a portable console. I've always enjoyed them on that one. So Michael was saying that Wii version is a really good party game. Mm-hmm. Especially you can play it just with one person, one Wii mode. Excuse me, not one person. And just hand the Wii mode around. Mm-hmm. But that's everything I've been playing this week. That's it for you. Mm-hmm. I have not dove into a whole lot of stuff. Uh, my Final Fantasy X playthrough. I'm just kind of I'm on that Meehan uh, high road. Mm-hmm. The Chocobo Eater is at the end, and I've just been leveling up. I'm still, this is a part of the game, the, the first part of the game that I've hit where the enemies have, there's more diversity than just trying to figure out the right pattern. It's like, it's figuring out the right pattern and which character to use against the enemy and in what order. Because they're, they're throwing a lot of bombs at you that, you know, when you attack them, they build up and then they just end up blowing up. So it's trying to figure out, okay, use this person to attack this person first. And it's, I'm trying to learn the system a little bit more. It's still not complicated. But it's it's a little bit of a difficulty and a system spike that I just want to concentrate on that before I go on to the boss, because I know the boss is at the end of the, at the end of that Chocobo Road. Plus that battle system is so fucking fun. It is good. Yeah, I don't mind grinding in there. Like, yeah, we we already had the discussion about random encounters. I'm cool with random encounters. When you see that start firing up, I'm like, here we go, and uh, yeah, the battle system's great. And like we touched on before, being able to swap people in and out yeah. is super awesome. You don't have to pick and choose between party members. You do it on the fly. You can heal whenever mm-hmm. you need to. And you don't guess. It tells you immediately in that right-hand corner what your next move set's going to be. So you can look at like, oh, bad move, yeah. oh, good move. And I really like this Vita version as far as grinding goes because, uh, you know, the Vita's got the touch and uh, the front and back touchscreens. Uh-huh. You can slide over, swipe, swipe right on the Vita touchscreen and heal everybody just on the main map. You can either use an item or use Yuna's, uh, her cure yeah. ability. Mm-hmm. And you can just do that and keep leveling up. So even if I'm far away from the the inn or the traveling, it's a it's a Albed Trader's yeah. Post or something. It's, yeah. You got a right Albed Trader's Post, yeah. Yep. So if I'm not close enough to that to heal, I just mm. swipe I swipe with Yuna's uh, ability and just heal everybody. Super convenient. I think that should be built into more RPGs if they're going to have random encounters and encourage the grind and things like that. Yeah. Let you heal more often and and get back rolling and w- get your people back to full strength. And to add on to that point. Um, that's the one thing, uh, and I forgot, that, and that's a good point you bring up. That's one thing in going back to my Tales plays and playing mm-hmm. all three of those Tales. So Heart and Symphonia, it doesn't do that. So once you beat the battle, you have to keep track of your TP, which is their magic, and, and their HP. So um, you have to little strategize, strategize, a little strategize. Bit, strategize a little bit better. Strategize. Make sure you have the... Uh, make sure you have enough uh, apple gels and orange gels. Oh, I remember the apple yeah. gels. <laughs> 
<laughs> but are they in all Tales games? Yeah. Is that like the potions of mm-hmm. Tales games? Yeah. I don't think I use them that often in uh, Berseria because Berseria, after you beat the battle, you're automatically healed. That's something that's kind of hit these JRPGs now in this generation, late in PS3, where you just beat the battle, you come out of it healed. Yeah. Um, I guess what they call quality of life, because there's it's getting to the point where a lot of people don't like the grind, and so they don't have time to sit there and strategize. Right. Fuck that word up twice. <laughs> strategize. Uh, you got it. You got so. it. I remember Xenoblade did that yeah. when I was playing Xenoblade. You would just slowly build up the whole time. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to stop and keep using potions or ethers or anything like that to build up MP. So that that was the one thing that fucked me over completely because I went through Tales of Symphonia. I was like, fuck, I got to do this again because I'm over here and everybody just doesn't have any more special moves. They're just looking at me. And I'm like, the, the AI's looking at me like, we can't do shit because we don't have any TP. I'm like, I, I guess I'm carrying this battle because they're, <laughs> they're trying to do shit, but they can't do anything. So I'm like, I mean, that one I have to plan a little bit differently. I have to bring stuff in there and heal people. and Right. Yeah. There's a little more maintenance involved. Yeah, it's... Can be irritating, especially once you you jump on these new JRPGs and you go back to the older ones. That be wary, especially especially if you don't get these porter ones that they port over the PS4 like seven or nine, where you can just press a button and heal everybody. So. Right, <laughs> the cheat mode things yeah. and turn off random encounters and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Or fast forward like time sixteen. I'm wondering how because Dragon Quest has been kind of a, a unwavering traditional RPG. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering how Eleven's going to play out what its systems are going to be like. Because I've stayed pretty... I've looked at a couple of videos and things like that. Yeah, I'm wanting to go in, I want to go in fresh, too. I, I stayed out of it completely. I think uh, the last comment I saw was uh, Jason Schreier from uh, Kotaku, where you know he was disappointed with the recent run of RPGs came out, like Xenoblade Chronicles and uh, Octopath. He, he didn't like Octopath. Right. Um, he said, from what... And he can't talk about it yet, but from what he's played from Dragon Quest Eleven, he's digging the hell out of it. It's what he's been wanting for a JRPG, so... That's but, high praise. But, and he seems like he's mm-hmm. more of the classic JRPG person. So I, I think his biggest complaint in Octopath was just it didn't... He was fine with the, the single stories, but they followed the same pattern, cookie-cutter pattern. And there was no unison in the story. I think that was his complaint. But it seems like this feels more of the old-school JRPG from the way he's kind of leading tweets on it. So It'll be cool to see. Because you know how Dragon... It's coming out soon. It's next month. You know how Dragon Quest is. They're, they're usually steamed in tradition. So... Yep. I, Ten, they they change a little bit up for MMO, and then they nine they change it up a little bit differently too. But With it being portable on right. DS, they just cater to that system. So this is going to be a traditional style one. I'm sure. I kind of um, wish we were getting that 3DS one though. It just looks so cool. You never know. With the two games playing out on mm-hmm. top of each other. You never know. You think maybe we'll get like a stealth release? I'll just say, hey, they're also available. They're keeping the 3DS around though, but they gotta have somebody to localize I, all that. They're not. That's a hell of an undertaking. I would not be surprised if that Switch version is a is a merge of that 3DS and that PS4 one. How would you do the? Because listeners, if you haven't seen the Dragon Quest XI for 3DS mm. in Japan, will have like a 3DS 3D graphics mm-hmm. on the top, and then like a sprite based 2D style like on the bottom, any, like Famicom. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they play they play together, right? Aren't they congruent? Um, yeah, I think you can see them on. Don't quote me on it, but I think you can see the convergence in graphics on top and bottom, and you can swap them between both and yeah. change them up to your main screen and whatnot. I wonder if they could do that and switch. Maybe how would that play? Flip out a button, and you just keep it on that one setting well, well i don't know they, they said they're supposed to make a major announcement for that soon so oh there's a dragon quest news coming up for switch yeah they said they made a lot of progress because i know last oh, year wow. last year they were very dire they're like yeah, they, they started it was, they said yeah. it was way behind i think they were just being realistic and i'm surprised for square i think then they just someone tweeted out something where there was an update coming up there and with uh, some surprises they cool. didn't say it was an announcement but it said some surprises so it seems like they surprised they got somewhere with it yeah so 
Alright, I've also been playing Kirby Superstar Ultra. I played another level of that. It seems to be my, that's my go-to uh, mm -hmm. warm blanket style game right now. Just my chicken soup. Are you playing it with chicken soup and a blanket? Both. <laughs> I have not been sick. <laughs> no, it's just, you know, a Kirby game is not difficult. Mm -hmm. um, I beat the first level of Superstar Ultra last week and then moved on to the next one. And they said this difficulty went from one star to three star, I believe. And I haven't, I haven't been able to tell a difference whatsoever. I, God, I'm trying to think of the only time I ever had a hard time with a Kirby game was with a fucking canvas curse when you had to draw those damn lines. That's it. Because that one did actually require some, you know, mm -hmm. some thinking outside the box. Because you'll thing. fuck up and fall off. I'm like, damn, fuck this game. Yeah, I probably should because you know Kirby games always have the copy ability. You inhale an enemy, press down, mm -hmm. get their get their ability. Uh, this one is. It may not be the first one in the series, but you could hit a button and spawn off a partner. So mm -hmm. an AI partner will help you. And I think I need to cut out of the AI partner and just do it myself. Because I, I like having somebody along for the ride, and I think he's helping me kill people too fast. Or <laughs> or you can be counterproductive. Recruit Russell, mm -hmm. have him be the AI partner, mm -hmm. and have him kill you. This would not go well. Yes, this would add into difficulty. This is exactly what we did on Superstar for Super <laughs> Nintendo. We'd that fight back and forth at each other. Exactly. That would increase the difficulty tenfold. Oh, Kirby games. It's almost like a, I think when me and you played Double Dragon, I just kept kicking you off the thing. The Camilla belt. Um, but that's how Double Dragon's meant to be played. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh. oh, my bad. I didn't mean to do it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Counter operative before Perfect Dark did yeah. it. You gotta make sure everybody make sure you choose a B version, a, dra a double dragon, the one you can't hurt each I'll other. Always choose B. Never choose A. You can hurt each other in A. <laughs> so your scandalous ass partner can't kick you. Oh, oh my bad! Shit. Somebody was in the way. Yeah, there was nobody near me. You bitch. A, a lead pipe to the back. <laughs> God so, bless A. So Kirby Superstar Ultra turned into a double dragon tips and tricks discussion. Uh, I also started Mario Tennis Aces. This seems like it got a sale pretty quick, so uh, I was able to jump on it, and it only came out a couple months ago. How you feel about the non-traditional mode? Uh, I'm enjoying the story mode. It's campy as hell. Did you uh, play any of the story uh, mode? Not, to be honest with you, I I've, was super excited about it. I bought it. I think I put like maybe 15 minutes into it. It is a Luigi-ass. You know, Luigi's always getting into mayhem, and you fucking, know they killed him in the Smash Bros. Fucking killed direct. him, yeah. He's right. dead. 35 so, years old, and me and him are the same fucking age. <laughs> <laughs> he's died way more times he got a mansion yeah but uh in the beginning of this one uh wario and waluigi show up and they're possessed something's wrong with yeah. them and they've brought this magic uh tennis racket and everybody's like oh god it looks kind of creepy they're trying to stay away from it luigi's just like runs up and grabs it yeah. and he gets sucked up into this giant cloud so oh no they got to go find luigi oh, all fuck. that kind of stuff damn it luigi but the uh, we had a discussion earlier about RPGs and being super linear and not having mm -hmm. variety and things like that. I've only played two of the story missions, but they were totally different like characters, what I had to do. But they're teaching me fundamentals. They're teaching me different slices and not and that lobs. Weird, weird power shit. We got to fly across the map. I hate that shit. Power shit on what? On the more tennis aces. I guess I'm not there yet. So I've only played those two story missions. Have you played the demo at all? Like the, the network test demo? I got on it when I was... That's when I was in yeah. uh, Oregon. And I, it was laggy so yeah, bad. Yeah. Like You said fuck it. I, well, I went to serve and was starting to swing and hit the ball. And it was it was running at like three frames per second. Oh, shit. And then it said network lag detected and gave them the victory. And I never played it again. <laughs> I was like, I was like <laughs> they fuck They fucked you over. Yeah, that was it. I'm 0 for 1 in the The other person seemed like, yeah, Berman's a pussy bitch. Here's your win. He sucks. <laughs> this guy's garbage. He can't even get a good connection.
Yeah, oh, I, lost, shit. I lost, so I never so played that part of there, the There's certain points on there where you have to do these, like, uh... Oh, the special shots. Special I shots, yeah, where you have to kind of jump and power them up. I don't know how to do that. I fucking hate that shit. They made me practice it, and every yeah. time I did it, I went over the top of it or beside it. Or Wait, I'm cause, like, yeah, because you, you would go the wrong do? direction. It's like, and do it again. I'm like, how are you supposed to? What are you supposed to do with I just that? want traditional fucking tennis. The timing doesn't even yeah. work on it. But somebody had told me they didn't do the fifth, the love, 15, 30, 45. Yeah. They didn't do that. But it, that's how the scoring's working in this one. I think... I, Is that online or something? I think it's online. Do it doesn't do it that way. Because a lot of people want to play traditional tennis. How do you have a tennis game without tennis scoring rules? I don't know what they do on there, man. I haven't encountered that. I kind of want to play some co-op and do some doubles and see what it looks like. I didn't bring my, I didn't bring my Switch with me. We might have to do it one time. Yeah. See how it is. To see what it looks like. I don't know. I, ever since I did that... I'm secretly hoping they'll patch. I mean, Nintendo's been very good this generation on uh, making sure their games are organic and patches, and they're adding characters all mm-hmm. the time. I think it was a a second version of Mario Tennis that I had to download because I popped in the stock one, and then you know it immediately takes this generation immediately takes you to a patch to download a new version. Yeah, because I think you can unlock characters by completing certain tasks in there, and if you didn't want to do that after a certain time limit, like in July or August, then they just patch those characters in there for you. So right. you didn't have to go through all that bullshit. You can unlock you just it sooner if you want it, if you play it, or you just, it don't matter. So, Have you seen anything about the character unlocking on Smash Brothers? Have you seen any stories on how that's going to work? No, or th- are you just going to have everybody? I thought they, everything was going to be available right up front. I think I remember hearing the stages were going to be. Stages are, yeah. Okay. So probably everything is. It seems like they wanted to make this game ready from the get-go. Because I remember the GameCube one was painful to unlock some stuff. Some of it's like you had to play for 20 hours and unlock oh, certain man. characters. Me and Russell used to labor over those 64 characters. And that's mm-hmm. this is like pre-internet and all that. Like we're trying to figure out from friends, how did you get so-and-so? How do you do that? Because there was only four secret characters then. Yeah. And I think Game Sages, that website at the time, I remember they were like, you got to play 20 hours to unlock this character or play 600 matches. I think I ended up I think uh, me, uh, Renee had a GameCube too, my cousin Renee, and um, we just ended up just leaving the GameCube on for 20 hours, playing Smash <laughs> Brothers, just unlocking, they just copy each other's save on their me- or each other memory cards. Just one cards. person had to do it with his GameCube? Yeah, we just left it on the match where the match doesn't expire, and they just sat there, and just left it like a 20-hour match. And, and it'll work. You'll, you'll come back early, and then you'll, then you'll get the character challenging. Then you got to beat the character, because they challenge you. Yeah. So you, you didn't beat back. the character, and then you fucked. So you'd come back to the GameCube, and that that would be your fight, and yeah. you had to win that. Yeah. Or you'd have yeah. to sit there and wait the twenty yeah. hours. Holy and shit. there's always some bullshit that you lose. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Last minute. Yeah. Oh god. Fucking smash. I think hopefully they won't do this, Jen. I don't know. I understand what you're trying to say. It'd be mm-hmm. fun to unlock some shit. You know, just keep it fresh. You know, yeah. go through there, but. Some sort of goal. Or at least give you the option. Mm-hmm. Give me the option when I start the game, hey, I want to unlock stuff, or hey, give me everything all at once. And I just, I just, I'm a casual player. Mm-hmm. I just want to load up Cloud versus Snake and live out my PlayStation N64 Smash Brothers fantasies. Yep. Yeah, you can only play Smash Brothers with PlayStation characters. That's it. <laughs> That's your option. This is the new PlayStation All-Stars. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> PlayStation All-Stars so, Ultimate. So, so who do we have? We have Cloud. We, we have uh, Snake. Uh, I guess we can count Bayonetta because the first one was on. PS3. Bayonetta counts. Um, what else we got on that list? We uh, Crash Bandicoot. Which which, uh, which Castlevania character? Simon. Simon. We can play Simon. Was Simon uh, on any PlayStation game? Was he in Castlevania Chronicles, the PS1 game? No, that remember that was at that um that old PC game that was released. It was a different Belmont in that one. Know your Belmonts. Mm-hmm. No, no. What was it? Was it Trevor? Was it Belmont Stakes? Was it Simon? Was Simon the one in Symphony of the Night? That was Richter. Richter. Richter's an Richter is an Echo character. All right, you found yeah, it. You yeah, found it. Yeah. Richter. Richter. 
He's our PlayStation so tie-in. We can only play with the four characters. Just all PlayStation characters. Well, who else is in there that could uh, could have been on PlayStation? I think that's it, right? Oh, we gotta look through the roster again. That's I pretty, think that's it. That's pretty I'm, good trivia. I'm pretty sure that's it. I don't remember anybody else. I'm surprised Rayman's not in Smash. We could have a whole episode of who should be in Smash. I could have sworn they had him as an assist trophy in the Rayman on the Wii U one. That would be news to me. Listener, send your corrections to Russell uh, via <laughs> nofodcast at gmail.com. Let and him know if Rayman's an assist character. And please in- include a summary of what we talked about because that way he knows what we're talking about. And include the PlayStation characters. Yeah. And yeah. we're going to look this up after the show because so, now I'm curious. So we'll, 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 we should do a stream with just us playing PlayStation-only characters, which would be just those four. <laughs> so. Smash PlayStation <laughs> All-Stars Ultimate. That'll be the name of our stream. <laughs> yeah. We'll, and we'll just we'll just tweet, uh, what's his name, uh, Sakura? And just like, put more PlayStation characters in there. <laughs> Your game's great. We like all these 70-something characters, but why didn't, why didn't we get more PlayStation characters? Put why do we only get four? Put Potapone characters in there. <laughs> Loco Roco. <laughs> Nathan Drake. Oh, God. We will have our PlayStation All-Stars, too, gentlemen. Sackboy. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's a creative character. We can make Sackboy in there. Oh, God. They need to put a creative character in there. Speaking of PlayStation news, we're going to segue into news. Mm-hmm. Are you ready, sir? Yes. Let's you do found it. This, you found this story. It's about your uh, decade of Yakuza playthrough. Mm-hmm. So Yakuza, the developers initially went to demonstrations for Microsoft and Nintendo, and they passed on it. So executive, this is from DualShockers, those awesome sleuths over there. They write great stuff. Um, where's his name? I just lost it. Executive Toshihiro Nogashi told Edge Magazine in an interview... Quote, I've never said this before, but while we released this game with Sony, I'd done presentations about it to Microsoft and Nintendo. Back then they said, no, we don't want it. Now they say we want it. He laughs. They didn't understand the reason why I created it. That's the end of the quote. Yeah, and, and it's from that Edge article in magazine where he goes in details and they, he, he touched on a lot of stuff like uh, F-Zero GX on the GameCube and the sales numbers. I read that article yeah. where, where after Sega was out of the Dreamcast business, they wanted to show Nintendo, hey, look what we can do. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did with the, the GameCube F-Zero game. That right. was a hell of a read. Yeah, he did I didn't lot. know this was that same interview. Same article. Cool. Because he, he went into details, and I think why we wanted to bring this to light is because he joked about that, but he didn't. He did. Uh, they did ask him what he wanted to do next with the Yakuza mm-hmm. saga uh, and how to evolve it. Because, you know, the... The story arc where Kiru's kind of finished up on six, unless they go back and flesh out zero a little bit more, which they were talking about something they're thinking about. And his next step was to kind of grow Yakuza now that it's popular and it's an end thing. He he's looking at putting on different consoles. So it seems like he this next one he's making. He his goal was to put on the Switch or you know on Xbox One. Any any. He wants to grow the audience now, so he seems like he's got an audience and people want it. He wants to feed that. He's joking about that on there at first, but it's it's kind of like a retrospect. Like he believed he believed in this, and he went in there and talked about. He went to Sammy when they bought Sega. He skipped Sega mm-hmm. altogether and went to Sammy and pitched the game because he wanted to do, get this done. So he did bring out that Sony is very. Um, uh, some people give Sony some shit. They do some shit sometimes, but they, he said they do believe in developers and give them a chance to tell a story and. They've and done that, was, that since PS1 game, right? Since the PS1 era, that's what helped them out so much. Is you know, bring your game to our platform mm-hmm. and, and courting these developers. And sometimes it sometimes it burns them, and sometimes it doesn't. So I mean, you know, a lot of times it didn't. It, I mean, I remember a couple off the top of my head, like Lair, and there's there's some games out there that you know people want to do that, and they got burned. But you know, this article mentions that Yakuza One and Two HD came out for Wii U in Japan, and I, I do not recall that ever happening. I remember it's coming out and it bombed horribly. Yeah, that's why sold we didn't less get than two thousand units yeah. in its first week. That's crazy. That's why we didn't get it. 
So I never knew that. All right, what's next? We've got uh, Elder Scrolls Legend may skip PS4. What is Elder Scrolls Legend? Elder Scrolls Legend is that a uh, card-based game. Um, it's kind of like the. This is their Hearthstone. No, Hearthstone, and what was the one for The Witcher Gwent? Yeah, it's, it's similar to that. Okay. So um, I don't want to quote the name of the person on there. Who, who's the head of that studio? I think it's. I don't know if it's Todd Howard who said it or Pete not. Hines is Pete the Hines is the one that they say it. Quoting yeah. the interview, and this is from BusinessInsider.com. Uh, good deal. And uh, that one, he he said there at this point they didn't want to recreate something that happened with Fortnite, where a lot of those stuff that people bought and the way this game is made, people are gonna buy decks, they're gonna buy customizations, right? And they designed it from PC to iOS and Android to integrate work perfectly with each other. That they don't want that with PS4, and they understand that you know Sony runs this business, but they kind of draw on the line in the sand with some of their games. Like they said, this game is made to be on any console. Mm-hmm. And be played between any players because oh he the, mentions Apple, Google, right. Steam, and their own Bethesda.net in the right. article with uh, the interview with Game Informer. And so he said that at this point he said they're just not going to release it on the PS4. So they uh, we might start seeing these companies who <laughs> this is contradictory yeah. to what we just talked about. Yeah. Sony had this huge open door and trying to get people on their platform, and now now that they're so far in the lead, they're trying to close off that ecosystem and. They want you to spend your money on these card decks right. only on PlayStation 4 and not play with other people or take your decks to mobile and Android or, or Switch or something like that. And, and I think it's just a huge disconnect at Sony on that where they, they're trying to figure out a way to monetize it. I, I, don't, I think they're open to it, but it's how, how would they monetize they it? That, it I think that's what their thing is. So I mean, They've got to be reacting at this point because there's been enough bad press about it and there's been enough... I think big names to call them out on it. You know, the whole Fortnite thing has has been huge. Well, and I think, and what's funny was that Polygon, and I don't remember off the top of my head, they came out with an article where they gave Sony shit. They're like, Sony's plan worked. They just came out and said, we'll look at it. And they just kind of just waited for everybody to die down. Nobody's bitching about it anymore. They're just like, they just knew it was going to die down. Just keep quiet and just keep your head down. It seems like what they were doing. But at this point, what's happening here with you're getting some of these games, it may not affect them now. Right, but down the road, if some of these games are, let's let's say if that le- that Legends takes off like uh, Fortnite, then Sony's gonna have to reevaluate. They're like, all right, we're missing this game. Why we're we missing this game? You know, and they're gonna have to look at it. And are they not concerned about it because of what it is? I just don't think it con- it, they're concerned about it because it's not hitting their bottom line yet. So right. that's just all it is. I mean, you gotta remember they're they're a company. Uh, a lot of people give them shit, but you know, they're my round to make money. Microsoft did the same thing last generation, and then people defend Microsoft. It's like, well, they don't want them on their servers, and you know they do stuff differently. Look, guys, right? There was all kinds. It, it's excuses. the same bullshit from last time. You can sit there and back up Microsoft how they're doing it now versus then, but they use the same excuse. So I mean, it was the same thing. Now they had to do it because you know they have to do it. It's going to help their ecosystem out. So, mm-hmm. and it's a smart move. Sony needs to do it too, but you're going to have to like these companies are going to end up pushing Sony to do it, and that's what they're going to need. It'll uh, happen. Yeah. There'll I mean, be enough people knocking on the door. They'll have to. They'll have to open they'll, it. They'll they'll take it somewhere else and like, man, we're listen. We're losing out on this game. We're losing out on some of this monetization. And you know, you're just gonna have to take the hit. I mean, I don't see what the big deal is. I don't. I mean, the cross platform play is fine. I just think it's the stuff that they buy through the store and they take with them. You it's know? the monetization. Yeah. yeah. But then you have you have companies like um, Epic Games with Fortnite. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to release it on the Google Play Store. So there's all these back end ways to download that. What is it? An API for the game? Yeah, it's an app, and you you yeah. can you have to tell it to be trusted and it's not rooted and, right yeah. so it's not through the store so that they don't have to pay google the 10 or 15 or 20 percent or whatever it's 30 percent it's cut. Mm-hmm. cut oh wow so they're not wanting to give up a third of their revenue mm-hmm. that's 
I mean, it's a free-to-play game already as it is. So you can't it's not like, blame them. Yeah. yeah, they don't need the... They definitely don't need the Google Play Store name recognition to launch their product. Mm-hmm. People already know what Fortnite is. They're going to go looking for it. Right. And but that does open up... You know, on iOS, Fortnite's only available through the App Store. Yeah. That opens up all these Android users searching for Fortnite Android and, and potentially it, downloading some crazy shit. And what's funny is I think uh, Google's already countered that because if you start... Searching Fortnite in the yeah. store, it tells you that Fortnite is not available in the store. It puts up a little search on there that tells you it's not. You can't get Fortnite. Does it direct you to? It does not direct Epic you. Just, it just lets you know that what you're looking for is not available okay. in one place to or, keep people from downloading some bullshit. Right, they don't there. get some. You know, because somebody's going to take advantage of that, so they don't. They don't want any part of that. So they do. When you search it, they'll, they'll let you know. So some people are not going to know. Some people are just going to like, oh, this is close. You know, the closest name and this must click be on it. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why they call that. Yeah. Knight spelled N-I-T-E. Yeah. This might not be the right one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Next up in news, I'm super excited about this one. Uh, this will come up in our GameCube discussion. I don't Did we mention it in the intro? We're going to skip our top five GameCube list. We didn't. You didn't mention we it. We didn't mention it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, just as a heads up, since Russell and Michael aren't here, it's Russell's... Uh, Brain freeze. <laughs> Since the two guys aren't here, both of them are very passionate about GameCube. So that's our and I could talk about our list, but we'd rather just make it a big discussion with the four mm-hmm. of us. So that'll give you guys some more time. I don't think I got any listener submissions this time. So make sure you get us our your top five GameCube list, and we'll work on we'll work on reading those out loud next week as we discuss ours. But uh, this news coming up, I'm super excited about. THQ Nordic has acquired the Time Splitter franchise. So this is uh, there were three games in the series: Time Splitters, Time Splitters Two. And Time Splitters Future Perfect. The one I played the most was Time Splitters 2, and that was, uh, it's it's on my GameCube list, but we spent hours and hours and many, many nights staying up super late making custom maps with infected virus monkeys mm. that would run through the maps. And I hope that I have some of those on a memory card somewhere because those were some good times. But uh, what do you think about the Time Splitter series? I, yeah, I've only played a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I wasn't, at, at that, what was I doing around that? Time when Time Splitters came out, I was, I don't know, it was a weird time for me. I, I did play some JRPGs. I, I did. You were this is your PC phase. Yeah, this is. I think I was playing a lot of uh, the Valve games, like um, oh god, what was it called? Half Life and Half Life Two, and I had just built my PC and mm-hmm. I was buying up games for it. And I, I don't know. There, there, was, there was a small part I fell off on the PS2, Xbox, GameCube era, so that was probably one of them. Um, and even what I did play on PS- PS2 was more like JRPGs or Devil May Cry or action adventure and RPGs and I play. I remember playing Kingdom Hearts and you weren't big into shooters on this generation outside yeah, of PC I don't think I got into shooters really in consoles I was more shooters on PC I think that's what I'm looking for I was shooters more on PC until uh, Halo yeah and, and even then, I wasn't that big in Halo. but We were looking for, because Russell and I played Perfect Dark. That was our go-to mm-hmm. shooter for probably three or four years. So we were looking for the next level of that. And, and that was Splitters it. Yeah. was definitely yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Time Splitters 2 specifically, because we had a GameCube well before we had a PS2. I have never played that first Time Splitters game. I know 2 was a big jump for them and included, I think it had, I think, does the first one have split-screen co-op? I think I have it. That's the one that was on a CD it's instead a CD of a DVD, wrong. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I have being this too. purple co- copy. It was Purple either color. a launch title or close to being a yeah. launch title. I don't know. Listeners, if y'all haven't played a Time Splitters game, definitely check it out. Hopefully we get an HD collection out of this. Well, they, they're, they're super stylish. They're fun to play. The guns are, you know, the guns are out there like a Ratchet and Clank or yeah. Resistance. Yeah. There's crazy stuff that you can get. I think we are, man, because I, I, 
if you look at that press release, it, the very the very top is it names a trilogy, the original trilogy. That's like the first line in bold on after that press release. This is quoting news.sition.com. Yeah. Is that who that is? Sorry, sition.com. If we misquote that. Uh, there's been plagiarism stories in the news here recently. We want to make sure we, we shout out any of our news that we borrow from mm-hmm. and, and read off. Because we're not doing this research. There's, there's hardworking people that do this stuff, and we're just talking about it as fans of the industry. Right, and they, they do all the work for us, yep. doing the Lord's work. This is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, they say at the end of this part that Cesar was talking about, Time Splitters was originally created by the development studio Free Radical Design that later became Deep Silver Dam Buster, part of the THQ Nordic group. So it seems like one of those that one of those franchises that this T- this new THQ is like reacquiring. Yeah, adding it back in there. And I love that fucking press release. That first like 800 words is about time splitters and like that last sentence Here's is about second sight. <laughs> the second oh, sight by the way, time. we got fucking second sight too. So there's that. This is the part you were talking about. The three game series earned a large and passionate fan base thanks to its unique humor, art style, and pop yep. culture references. And then at the very end, uh, in addition to Time Splitters, the IP and the rights to science fiction, action-adventure games, Second Sight were acquired. <laughs> it's like the last fucking sentence. Oh, by the way, we got this too. Then there's that. There might, you might like it. You might like, like it. Like it was the game to be named <laughs> later in the deal. It was like, all part of the deal. Just throw it in. It's like, uh, I think Crytek had the, had this, the rights. Or it's like, uh, all right, we'll give you Time, we'll give you time Splitters, but you got to take Second Sight also. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like second side is the game with this right. high salary. And, 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 it's just a salary. Oh dog. god, I, I, I feel bad because I, I know that game. I've heard that game is good, and I'm, we're giving. It I great. couldn't get into it. Yeah. Have you ever played it? Mm, I've heard it's I good. I started it mm-hmm. and couldn't get out of the first area. It's yeah. just they don't direct you. They don't tell you where to go. Nothing. I just you need second sight. I guess so. I didn't have it. I didn't have it activated. It was, it was that uh, unreleased streamcast version with the VMU. Unreleased streamcast. <laughs> Use the VMU <laughs> second sight to yeah. get through. <laughs> It tells you where to go. Go right, go left, go up. That's what I was missing the whole time. <laughs> it was made for Dreamcast. So hopefully we do get a Time Splitters uh, trilogy. That's coming. So awesome. God, yeah. I, I would that day one that. And I, I I really think they'll they'll pull it out uh, like a HD trilogy. You know, THQ Nordisk very big on like releasing whatever the fuck they have in their catalog. So that's true. We I got mean, Legend. That's... We got Legend of K on eight different consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got the, the Red Faction Remar Star. Remar Star. Yeah. Which is on sale on PSN right now if you don't have it. 1979, weird, weird year. <laughs> weird price, too. It is 1979. Yeah. What the fuck? I saw that. I, I saw like, that. Like, like, I was like, like, the year? What's that have to do? I'm starting looking up 1979. What happened to Mars in 1979? <laughs> uh, Alien came out in 1979. I saw that on the back of the case today. Oh, shit. We there need we to go. play those numbers. These yeah. are our numbers. 1979. <laughs> the game. So uh, this is another rumor coming from uh, comicbook.com. I'm not sure this is where it started. I think the initial rumor was from Eurogamer this spring. But there may be another uh, Wii, a good game that was stuck on Wii U coming into Nintendo Switch. What was this game? So sorry. Well, and just to add on there, and I think you're absolutely right. I think your gamer really might have originally punched this out. I think they just reiterated this one because they, they got their own sources that are confirming it to them. Mm-hmm. That's from my understanding because a lot of the articles I'm reading has been uh, source in comic book on this one, but outside of this, is they're saying that uh, and they don't they don't call it Super Mario Bro- New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe on this version. They I think there's that's from the Eurogamer one. Okay, but what they're saying is that uh, from what they've heard is that New Super Mario Brothers U is going to be combined with a New Super Luigi, new Super U Luigi. and and released together on the Switch. What would with possibly some new content. Would they call it U Deluxe? Would they keep that U I name in there? I think that's what Eurogamer was talking about, where they would call it U Deluxe. Kind of like they that's did weird. Mario Kart Deluxe. 
Yeah, but they didn't call it Mario Kart U Deluxe or Wii U Deluxe. It, I would imagine it would just be New Super Mario, new Bros. Super Mario Deluxe, Brothers Deluxe. Which I think sounds cooler. Yeah, so. I do too. Because we, we published that episode, didn't we, where we renamed the Wii U? Nobody liked the Wii U name. We don't mm-hmm. like that branding. Let's just drop that. Let's keep some of those games. Let's keep porting those over. I'm fine with that. Because there's great games that are stuck on that dead platform. Yeah, and people but get... drop that damn Wii U nomenclature. And people are giving a shit, but... It's probably going to be fifty nine ninety nine, and the people who are giving it shit, it's not for you because you already played it. Yeah. It's for Because there's a shit ton else. of content yeah. in that $60. Yep. Because I have the, I bought the game at launch. Russell and I played that at launch. Mm-hmm. Like one of us was on the gamepad. We were trying to figure out the gamepad thing. And then I also got New Super Luigi U during the like year $20, of Luigi. right? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it was a standalone skew. Right. And then when they released the Nintendo Selects version, they combined those games. So that's still a good value if you can find it on Wii U. Yeah. But uh, do you think you'll give this another go? Yeah, why not? I mean, I, I like classic Mario. This seems to scratch that itch for me. This is one with the squirrel suit, so you could get the acorn mm-hmm. and turn it into the squirrel suit. It's more yeah. the 2D side-scrolling. It's not the 3D one, which I'm fine with. And I, don't get me wrong. I want to play that um, the 3D Mario. What the fuck they call the that? The cat one? Yeah. 3D World. Because there's World. 3D Land, yeah. which I loved more okay. than Odyssey. Maybe unpopular. Blasphemy. But I love that game. I played the is. hell out of that game. It's a great thing about opinions. Everybody has one. But That's you're, true. Yours is fucking wrong. Let's get going. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do an unpopular game opinion yeah. episode and voice some of those things. Yeah, that was the cat one. Um, the missus and I played that and got to world three or four yeah. or something and just... It was kind of a... That world map was weird because you could just run around the world map mm-hmm. instead of it just going along uh, like you would in a traditional yeah, Mario moving game. moving through the mm-hmm. grid and but stuff. But you, you found random shit that way too, so it was an interesting concept. So, What's cool about this game, I think, is... Uh, it bodes well for what the Switch is, where you can just bring over Joy-Cons and click those mm-hmm. together and play with three people, four people, two. And it's a great solo game. Right. You can play by yourself if you want to. And it's great it's great filler, too, mm-hmm. in between these re- uh, big releases we're waiting for. So I think yeah. traditionally, and why they're always hesitant for like a Galaxy or an Odyssey or something like that, these 2D Mario games, since they started that new series, mm-hmm. they always outsell the 3D ones. Yeah. If you compare them. I think Odyssey may have broken that trend. But if you look at like the two D like, ones, because Odyssey was all like ten million or something like that, I think it is so far. Was it like that attach rate's ridiculous? Like Legend of Zelda, they actually be Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I think because yeah. they stopped at like eight point two five or some shit like that. I can't remember what it was. So. Yeah, because Mario almost has like a fifty percent attach rate. Yeah. It's ridiculous for Mario Odyssey. But man, especially there's a lot of marketing year. behind hey. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the go to game for a holiday. It had a or, lot of stuff. Going or you for make it. a fucking console people want. That too. <laughs> that helps, right? That always is a huge factor. <laughs> Because people were snatching up that Wii Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. I remember working at retail and, when, the, when the DS one came out. And, and it was you, like, we have another 2D Mario game. And you know what? Props props to Nintendo. Because, you know, we don't give them enough props that they actually... There's a there's a demand for that Switch and they're actually meaning it. So, mm-hmm. usually we're always talking about like, oh, there's nothing anywhere. Isn't it funny how last generation people bitched about, there's not enough games. And mm-hmm. now people are bitching saying, there's too many games. Or you're porting the oh, same God. games. It, you can't please anybody. No, man. And well, especially now that uh, social media is rampant. So, I mean, you're going to get everybody's opinion now versus before. So It's all out there in the open. Yeah. So, this will, if this comes out, this will follow Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe mm-hmm. and Donkey Kong Country Tropical and Freeze. And hopefully ports. we get a fucking Wind Waker HD. I would love to do Wind Waker HD. That would make a beautiful portable game. The gong sounded. All right. Next story. <laughs> well done. The, the gong has spoken. Um, this is from the PlayStation blog, and this was, who was reporting on this? Mary Yee. Mary Yee. I was the wondering. Vice if, President of PlayStation Marketing. Yeah, that was, a, that was a big story. We hit the gong again. Yeah, sorry guys. I'm all, I don't usually <laughs> sit on the side of the table, so my phone's like, <laughs> kabong. 
I was wondering if it was Clement's story, but he's left PlayStation, right? Did you see that? Clement's is going somewhere. Yeah, kind of got a glimpse of it. But uh, Mary Yee's story says that PlayStation VR systems have sold 3 million units. Mm-hmm. I wish Andrew House could be reading this presentation. 300 million units. <laughs> so you haven't even sold 300 million PlayStation 4s. How's this happening? <laughs> Richard, where did you hide the 10 of them that you bought? PlayStation customers are hiding their VR systems. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm missing some Andrew House. Yeah, he's a, he was a good dude. So they've sold 3 million PlayStation VR systems mm-hmm. along with 21.9 million PlayStation VR games and experiences. I wonder no. what that experiences thing is. Is that apps? Well, I, I think it's like apps and shit. So there's some of the apps they do sell that is a price like the Voltron app. I don't think it's a real game. It's a fucking app. And there's some of the apps that are free like the Spider-Man one. And But, I mean, what's interesting is somebody else brought this up. Um I want to say somebody in reset era. I mean that the uh, only like four percent of these, uh, only four percent of the PlayStation Four owners have bought VR. You were talking about the attach and rate so, of VR versus PS Four, right? And and they were talking about the. And there was another article from another uh, website, and it was a law while back. Uh, okay, all right, finish your yeah. comment. Finish your comment. While back, where they were talking about the VR is not now; it's not the hit thing because they look at it's just it's sales are dropping across all platforms, uh, even the Oculus and the the. What was the other one? Oculus and the Rift. Is it Rift? Or are they the same fucking thing? Oculus, Rift, and the Vive. Same HTC Vive. Vive. Well done. You saved me, sir. And the VR. They have all dropped. Mm-hmm. And that's what we were talking about earlier that and I they, think... they've added shit. They've added cameras and mm-hmm. sensors and controllers. And I think a lot of people feel that VR is going to be the next thing. It's just not now. It still needs to mature a little bit more. And I, th- and I think that's what we just talked about where we kind of saw Xbox announce that VR was coming. And mm-hmm. they kind of just... Like, yeah, we're not doing that. Because I think Microsoft kind of looked at us like... I. It's not right to enter the market now for that because they didn't want to do that experience yet. And there's other people. I guess the people who want it are the people who are buying it and they got it now. It's just not something they want to add in that's going to add to the, their ecosystem yet. So Right. So, I mean, it's impressive to sell 3 million of them, but then... That attach rate, I, I know you, you did the percentage on mm-hmm. that, but I don't, I don't think that's entirely accurate because of the amount of PlayStation, the way PlayStation came in with this generation. Mm-hmm. I think there are multiple PlayStation households this go around. I know you have more than one PS4. Whoa, that's, that's slander, sir. I'm just saying. It's slander with me having more than one PS4. It's well, not going to be do. confirmed or not. Okay, so everyone on the podcast, on no podcast, has more than one. Right. It's like a stink bug or something. That thing was crazy. I'm going to roll with it. We're yeah. being attacked. Yeah. No, it is a stink bug. I pulled one down from there the other day. Well done. All right, we're being attacked by uh, some insects. On I, the wall. I saw something on the wall. I had to confirm <laughs> it's not a scorpion. We can continue now. All right. But the way PlayStation positioned themselves as a streaming device, yeah, yeah. as a you know digital console, buy your games here, that kind of thing, um, I think there's multiple PlayStation households. So that, that attach rate may not be as drastic as 4%. If you look at it per household. Right. But I, I don't think I'm going to... Because you don't need more than one PlayStation VR. Right. right. Yeah. But I don't think that number is going to grow that much more anymore at this point until we get a drastic change in hardware. That's m- the way I see it. I think at this point, it is where it's mm. at. I know I haven't played mine in a while. It, it, and I, I need to. I think when we get to the point where it's more convenient, kind of like doing a VR like with our cell phones, yeah. something that's popping in the head and make it a lot more convenient, I think that thing's going to skyrocket. Into there. I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with VR. I think it's just the way it's achieving. To get it done. There's so many fucking wires. The barrier of entry. There's so much and shit we gotta do. Yeah, I mean. Dude, I'll just look at my VRs down there. I look yeah. at that and I'm like, nope, I don't feel like getting that out. Because, uh, yeah, if I plug it in, at that point, I'm just gonna be doing VR games for a while. I'm mm-hmm. like, eh, if I'm gonna do it, I might as well keep fucking, it up. Fucking buy Skyrim and just go through that game. So they also released the top 10 PlayStation VR games. That was a great segue. Yeah. Set that up. 
I'll spike it down. Poof. The number one game, uh, PlayStation VR game, is Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Which is on fucking everything. It is. Uh, you and know that's what? a fairly recent release, too. Call me when it's on uh, Famicom. And, be like, and then they finally did it. They fucking did it. It's on Alexa. I think Famicom is not as far of a stretch as Alexa is. <laughs> I want it to happen. Put it on the Famicom cartridge. 8-bit Skyrim. Yeah. So the number one selling game was Skyrim. Number two is PlayStation VR Worlds, mm-hmm. which is a great demo disc of sorts. Number three is Rec Room. Number four is Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, the game that made me sick the most. Yep. Five is Playroom VR. That's that free pack-in, right, that you can download? I have a hard time remembering Playroom's the one with the platforming and all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Job Simulator's number six. Oh, I love that fucking game. Job Simulator's yeah. great. That sold a Hello, bunch of Hello, human. <laughs> <laughs> Make the coffee. <laughs> I'm like hitting bean cans all over the place. I'm like, this shit's great. Everybody that comes over and plays Job Simulator just grabs shit and throws yeah. it over the cubicle. <laughs> oh. Number seven is Until Dawn, Russia Blood. Fuck that game. That was a scary yep. ass game. Yep, I had to change my underwear twice. Continue. Yeah, we put a video on our Instagram of Russell screaming at that. That was good stuff. He's braver than me. I just took it off. I'm like, can't do this shit anymore. Nope, no yeah. boss. Number eight is Batman Arkham VR. I've yet to try this out and wanting to. I, I have it because the game's getting harder and harder to find. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I bought it on Best Buy. I, I just haven't tried it yet. So. Same thing with Job Simulator. It's uh, That one's out of print. Hopefully it gets a reprint with, uh, what is it, Vacation Simulator they're coming out with? Holiday Simulator? Mm-hmm. Vacation, vacation Simulator. Mm, that'd be a good third game, Holiday Simulator. There we go. Yeah. I'm already there. Yep. Hey, if you're listening, Al, was it Al? Al mm-hmm. Studios? They, they're Google. Alchemies? They're Google-owned. Alchemy. Yeah, Alchemy. With spelled out as O... WL. Like the bird? Me. Yeah. You mean like the bird? Yeah, like the bird. Alchemy. Number nine, Farpoint. You and I tried this. This mm-hmm. made you sick. <laughs> <laughs> this also made me sick because I want to put it on free movement. Free movement yeah. is not good for everyone. So you and I are playing this, what, co-op? We're playing the horde style mode that's mm-hmm. coming to it. So I hear, uh, I see Cesar kind of dropping back and I'm. it's VR so you actually physically turn around and yeah. look. And then I hear him kind of panting in the, in the, in the microphone. And then I hear him way away from the microphone. He's taking off his headset and everything. He's like, dude, I need a break. I got to get out of this thing. He's breathing heavy. Dude, I, it got to you. I, I I am no way a connoisseur of alcohol, but there are times I can I can hold my own. I, that, I, I literally one hour in there is not even equivalent to probably me drinking for 24 hours straight. I, I can probably function more better than that. And that's one of those that, that that's what Resident Evil did yeah. to me. I can oh, feel it a little Evil. bit of a far point. Well, I was like, it, I hate the choppiness of doing the corner moves at 90%. It's like, it, it feels like it's taking me out of the game. So I was like, oh, I'm going to do free inversion. I'm, That's I'm, how I I'm, feel. I'm taking it off. I'm like <laughs> nauseated for two or three hours. I'm laying in bed. I'm like praying to God, like, let this go away. Like I have a real disease. I'm like, <laughs> like dear God, don't help the other people that are really hurting. Get rid of this nausea <laughs> that I've been feeling for three years. Please help me. Because I put on this $300 it, headset. It, please help me for my first world problems. I'm like... <laughs> It's bad when you're begging for something and you know you don't deserve it. You're right. just like, I'm just, I don't think I've ever put it on at this point. It's like, well, I guess I'm just playing in 4K and HDR, so that's what I end up doing. I'll, that, I'll switch on. to that. Yeah. I feel like Resident Evil is one of those two experience in VR, though. I just gotta, I gotta, ah. I gotta build up the stomach for it. I gotta build up my VR, uh, was it resistance or? Yeah, you gotta start out with small game and work your way up. That's the mm-hmm. problem. Small experiences. Mm-hmm. Might do the Shark Tank stuff again. Until you get used to it and then increase your movement and. Because, I mean, fucking Resident Evil 7, it's like the final level. It's the final boss. That is. In VR movement. It most definitely yeah. is. I'm, I'm like, I'm dying. I'm like, I was like, this is great. <laughs> I'm throwing up everywhere. <laughs> this is what VR is meant for. <laughs> People looking at me, lazy game, that graphic. No, I just can't move like this. <laughs> that must be a nasty game. I gotta get it. 
So number 10 on the list is Super Hot VR. Mm. I know Russell's a big fan of Super, super Hot. Hot. We'll go into the next one. This is a story you found from mm. uh, Ghost Light. So now... Who is uh, Ghostlight exactly? So Ghostlight is, is a really is a European company. Um, what they've been doing, and um, I think the last game they did was uh, Mary Skelter Nightmares, which is actually a Vita game, and they ported over to uh, PC. So what this company does yeah. is they uh, get these JRPGs that have been coming out on PS3, and they uh, port them out and make them por- and playable on PC. They release them on Steam. So the guy is, I think it's like a team of one or two people in there. Mm-hmm. So he, um, they've been in the game industry for a while. I think he said the last time he's done a game console was like 03 or something like that. He hasn't done it in a long time, but he's had a lot of fun developing for the Switch. He or she, I'm not sure who it is. Um, let's be proper. Right. Uh, they've already, what they're going to do is they're going to start taking these JRPGs and port them over to Switch. So awesome. um, he's, they already got a deal locked down with one company. They haven't said what that game is or what it, what it is. Uh, when wonder, it's coming. I wonder who they're working with. Do you think they'll go digital or do you think they'll go with like limited run and get um, a pressing out there? I would imagine they're probably going to go digital because it's a small company with just one or two people and they've done Steam digitally. But I, okay. I can also see that they would go to like a limited run and do a physical copy. So Ghostlight. Any uh, guesses as to what game it'll be? Do you have any, they just any did, idea? They just did Mary Skelter. I, I, I can see them doing Vita games. I can see them do PS3 games. I, I, it could be literally anything. Because they also did Lost Dimension, which came out on Vita and PS3 over here. Lost they, Dimension. That sounds familiar. Yeah. And they, uh, it was like a weird one-off Atlas game that we um, never heard that much of it anymore. But they ported that over to PC. They've done games like that. and that Because, you know, that there's not really, and I don't want to speak for anybody in Japan, but there's not really a PC audience in Japan. So a lot of the times when something gets ported over Steam is when they bring it out in the West. So you look at the Tales of Asperia, which only came... Um, Tales of Asperia Definitive Edition, which I think is only coming out on PS4 and Switch in Japan, okay. but and it's coming out on Xbox and PC over here. They're doing the PC version because it's coming out west. So a lot of these companies don't have. There's not a PC presence in Japan. So a lot of this company, Ghostlight, what they did was they took these games and like, all right, we'll port these over to PC so the Western audience can do it because these main companies are. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. You, know. you put on the show notes they're doing the Lord's work. They are doing the Lord's work, yeah. <laughs> if you're, if I'm in this fucking JRPG kick right now, I mean, if anybody's bringing JRPGs out to any console, they're doing the Lord's work. So. This is true. Yeah. Is there a date for that Tales of Vesperia? November. Game? It's not a final date. I think it is November sometime in November. Uh, I think that's going to be my end. I mean, at this point, be my Tales game. October is a nightmare. I think that's why you saw Spire get pushed back to November. They didn't. They, car, they probably could have pushed that back to October. But. You want to skip ahead to that in the news? Yes, yeah, as we just kind of brought it up, and we can go back to you did. That's there. a good segue. Yeah. Spyro Remastered. This is coming from Polygon. It was supposed to launch in September. It's been pushed back to mid-November. Developer Toys for Bob announced this week. Uh, this is from Paul Yon, the co-studio at Toys for Bob. Everyone here at Toys for Bob is so proud to be reigniting the original Spyro trilogy after all these years. We're deeply committed to getting these games right, so we've decided to move the release date of Spyro Reignited trilogy to November thirteenth, twenty eighteen. I really hope you'd be rescuing dragons and scorching Rhinox sooner, but the trilogy needs more love and care. In November, when you're exploring the Dragon Realms, Avalar, and the Forgotten Worlds, we know you'll agree the extra time was worth the wait. So I'm okay with this. They're getting out of September. September was the hell month already, mm-hmm. and I was legit going to pick this game up day one. So Outside moving of all, into all November the is... second and third game controversies. Right, about only the first game being on the disc? Yeah. Why is that? Just HD assets and stuff? How could that not fit on a Blu-ray though? That's kind of confusing to it me. It seems like they were gonna de- they were gonna keep developing it and before they were able to master it. I don't know. I don't know the I don't know the thinking about it. Cause I yeah. At some point they phrased it as two and three had to be downloads, and somebody came back and said, "Well, 
they asked them and they were like, well, there's only certain things you need to download. It's not going to be the full games. And it's like, there's a lot of confusion around it. They haven't cleared up. So this so. is the, the story we're also talking about. This is also from Polygon. Uh, earlier this month, Activision confirmed that retail copies of the game will ship with only the first Spyro yeah. the Dragon game on the disc. The rest will be available as a download. Are they trying to save data they have to rip to the disc? Like, hey, maybe people won't play anywhere past the first one? I don't know. I mean, you were able to fit both Crash Bandicoots in the one disc. But then again, I think a lot of that's because uh, Sony... It was all three crashes on the disc, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think a lot of that's because Sony kind of funded that a little bit. Were all three Crash games on the Switch cart? Yep. And it's probably the 8 gig Switch cart, right? The smallest mm -hmm. one? But you, gotta, but you gotta remember this this stuff was ported over from the PS4 probably, which was already done. You know? Yeah. So they had more time to do it. I don't know what their thinking line of thinking is. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's not a download code. I think you just pop the disc in there and you just click on the link. Yeah. But it, either way, yeah, that gets it out of the shit month. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I mean, the only thing you risk at is if they can make it go away. So if you need to reinstall it, you could be a shit out of luck. So <sighs> that's the only downside. I hate that about this. Especially generation. if you don't own the license. So technically, you don't per you don't purchase in the store. You don't own the license because you're doing it off of this. So game companies have been pretty good about if you own the license, you can re-download it. But there, there's no telling. I mean, I don't trust anybody. Sony's the only one that has been kind to us. A lot of people get Sony shit, but I mean, the PSP store shut down, but you can still download PSP games mm -hmm. off the PC and then transfer them over. Right. So I mean, there's still a way to do it. They haven't they haven't turned down the servers like they did and what Nintendo did with their shit, where they just cut it down. You can't get it anymore. It's done. There's right. no, there's nothing for you to connect no to. No more redownloading. Right. You can't. There's not a PC go in between or. At some point, I don't see past Sony. We're like, well, we got like five people doing this every five years. It's too much money to have this up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean. And that is why we're collectors and game preservationists mm -hmm. all on our own. That's why we don't have issues downloading ROMs for games that we can't get. Yeah. But that's another story for another time. Yep. Also coming to Switch this fall. This is like a rumor, non-rumor, almost confirmed. I think yeah. this was also in that Eurogamer article from earlier in the year. Well, yeah, I, mean, I think we mentioned it on this podcast. I think you mentioned it as one of the news bits with the whole uh, lighting switch and how that yeah. escalated quickly from that. Yeah, Yeah. so earlier, way earlier in the year, somebody mm -hmm. put a nightlight, a Diablo nightlight in. I think it was Blizzard, right? Somebody, yeah, it was somebody, official. Yeah. Somebody linked it out earlier, I think. They didn't plan it well. Like Kind of like this whole how this whole thing spelled out, they didn't plan well either. It kind of leaked early too. Exactly. Yeah. Did you see how they announced this uh, Doom, uh, Doom 3? Diablo 3 for Switch? So the, uh, the lead at Blizzard shipped a Switch to Reggie that mm -hmm. had Diablo in it. And he's like, Reggie's doing his crazy acting that he does and like overselling he's like i don't need one of these i've got plenty of these and the guy's like no fire it up you got to see what's on there it's this real it's kind yeah, of a yeah. cutesy sketch and it's it's always funny because uh nintendo had the kitty image before reggie came in and he was doing the you know i'm kicking ass and taking names type thing yeah so it's funny to see him him playing diablo on switch but uh diablo 3 is coming to switch it's called the eternal collection it's a 60 dollars bundle this is from the verge it's a $60 bundle that will include both the Reaper of Souls and the Rise of the Necromancer expansions, along with other content and updates that Blizzard has released over the years. There are also some Nintendo-exclusive in-game items, a Ganondorf-styled cosmetic armor set, a Triforce portrait frame, a Cuckoo pet, and more. Cuckoo? Yeah. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. Fucking chicken. Cuckoo. The L things that you hit, that yeah. and when you keep hitting them, I wonder if somebody hits them in that game, they start flying the fuck out, too. That would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> So it's been rumored since February. That's when they posted the short clip of the uh, Diablo Nightlight getting switched yeah. off. Get it? Uh, uh, Diablo 3 came out originally in PC on 2012. 
And as Polygon notes, it would mark the first time that Blizzard has released a game on a Nintendo console in over 15 years. Lost Vikings. Think so? Starcraft, oh, Starcraft 64. 64. It's got to be that. I just remember the Lost Vikings. This seems like a perfect Switch game. Uh, dungeon crawling, four-player co-op, and the ability to link up four Switches. So mm-hmm. I can see I can see no podcast doing this and trying it out one night. I've never played a Diablo. I Well, I take that back. We had Diablo 1 on Mac. We had a cracked copy. And Russell and I had no clue what to do. I, I played other games in that genre and loved it, like Dungeon Siege 3. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've actually... And I've owned multiple copies of Diablo 3. I got like five of them. Um, Did you have it on all the old consoles and yeah. everything? Um, That's the trailer for it. I don't know. I'm, I'm willing to try it. This I know a lot of people give a shit because this one was a more colorful Diablo. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't that like dark. Like the Overwatch and, yeah. oranges and blues and greens and stuff. But I, I think they updated enough. A lot of people like this version. So they, they kind of organically grew it. Why is that still playing? I don't know. And it's got a snack. shit ton of content on mm-hmm. there. I know Diablo 3 was already a big game, but this one's just, this has everything in it. That's all we got for news. The final, final version. The final, final Diablo. This is the death Finale. of Diablo. There will be no Diablo 4 because you kill him at the end of this one. We didn't forget anything. That, you know, I've been having to go back and mm-hmm. news things that I just forgot. So having these hot link, that was awesome, sir. Yeah. Well done. You got anything else you want to add before we get out of here? No. An hour and 20 minutes with just the two of us. That's fucking crazy long. Not bad. Yeah. We talk games. Guys, we are No Podcast. That is No Outside Food or Drink. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Overcast, uh, iTunes, Google Play Store. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, via uh, or just search for No Podcast. You'll find us. And send us emails uh, to nofodcast at gmail.com. But we will be back, hopefully, with Michael and Russell next week. And we'll go over our GameCube list. And you got anything else you want to answer? No, uh, other than I'm sure there's going to be a Tales game of mine. I mentioned that last time. so That's going to come up? On, on the GameCube list. There's got to be at least one Tales game in there. There was only one Tales game for GameCube. It seems right. All right, so it'll probably be that one. <laughs> Look forward to that next week, and uh, thank you guys for listening to another No Podcast. We'll see you next week. All right, adios.